there. <laughs> you practiced for like a solid minute or two for a hello there. I mean, hi, single listener. And by that, I mean all my single listeners, because that's why you're here. This is the Dating For You podcast. With Noah Harms and Glendon Frank. <laughs> Two single men. Are you proud of yourself? Are you proud of the monstrosity you've already created? Oh boy, I've already screwed this up. What a great intro. Oh yeah. Episode one. This is actually episode one of Beyond the Pine. <laughs> no one's going to get that reference. But if you do, and you're out there, I want to hear from you. And you can be on the podcast. That's true. Are we going to get people to come into my, my bedroom <laughs> yeah. to Wait, record I- with us? We'll get Darren a deer. <laughs> I would love that actually. That would be amazing. Uh, just get like the English profs into Glendon's room. That's that's the whole mission of this podcast. Oh boy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's the plan. Yep. Yeah. Actually, the mission of this podcast is get Darren Dick in my room. <laughs> there, you can keep that one. <laughs> I can't. Okay, that was. Uh... Hello. Um, for anyone tuning in. This is Noah and Glendon, and this is the podcast that Noah's been wanting to do for the past year. It's true. And we have no mission for it except getting Darren Dick in my room. Um, it's just, we'll figure that out. We have some. I mean, I feel like we actually have some kind of a an idea of what we're doing. That's fair. I, um, For me, why I wanted to start this podcast is because I feel like Ambrose has created far too many good Christian podcasts. And as a graduate, you want, you want a bad Christian podcast, basically. Except there's already a bad Christian podcast, but not from from Ambrose there we University. Go. We're we're breaking new ground. So to introduce myself, my name is Noah Harms. I am a graduate from Ambrose University. I graduated with an English major just this past April, and I still hang out on campus like twice a week because I have no life. And he has no friends. Well, actually, that's why I'm here, though, is to see my friends, though. I know, that's wholesome, isn't it? That is wholesome. Anyway. That's as wholesome as you're going to get on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, about myself, I was born into a Christian household. I went to a nice fundamentalist Christian church and Christian school. Mm. I feel like I said co-Christian. Co-Christian. Yes, that's going to be, for me, half this podcast is me mispronouncing things. So, you're welcome. Um, I'm basically the Rob Bell of this podcast. I start sentences and I have no idea where they're going. <laughs> That's anyway. the way it should be, though. I mean, true. Um, but so I grew up in like a fundamentalist Christian school. I had many, many friends who were into apologetics and I was the leader of that group. So, yeah, I read all of those like Case for Christ um uh what was that what was that guy's name who believed that like the earth used to have like the, a water firmament around it i don't was that was that a Kent specific Hovind. guy okay i didn't know that was a specific guy i thought that was just a thing yeah i know he kind of originated the idea that okay. um <laughs> that the earth used to have a giant water firmament as he called it surrounding it and so the pressure was higher and and allowed animals and humans to be bigger which oh. explained giants and dinosaurs and whatnot within 6,000 years. Interesting. So, and obviously, you know, so I was big into young earth creation. I legitimately believed there were dinosaurs roaming Africa today. Wait, what? Like, actually. Like, I, uh, you thought there were still dinosaurs around today? I actually believed that there were, if you've ever heard of the Mokele Mbombe. Okay. It's this creature in Africa specifically the congo and supposedly it's a brachiosaurus okay or i think they renamed that a sauropod basically a sauropod dinosaur um and i truly believed that the machillium bombay was not like a rhino or like some kind of elephant or anything no it was a dinosaur um i believe the loch ness monster was a plesiosaur see i I, I've heard a bunch of that sort of thing. Like I, I, I've heard a lot about like the Leviathan was like maybe a dinosaur or like that. And I, I think there's not maybe like validity to it, but like there's sense behind it. It would like wait, on a Leviathan. 
Yeah. Okay, that's a whole other story. It is a whole other story. It's a completely different conversation. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, no, I feel like even, like, the lo- if the Loch Ness Monster turned out to be a plesiosaur, you know, that'd be pretty fantastic, but impossible. Anyway. Unlikely, yeah. I also believe pterosaurs soared around the Earth, still. Um, specifically, if you've heard of, uh, what are those lights above Mexico that people see sometimes? It's the like, northern lights? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. <laughs> um, oh. I should have done research on this before I talked. Apparently, I didn't realize this was going to be like so much of the conversation. It's going to be no one still believed dinosaurs existed. <laughs> You're welcome, folks. Hey, my Sunday school teacher told us that um, dinosaurs were just big elephant bones, and I was like, "That's stupid." <laughs> Actually, yes. And I was like, "No, that's that's wrong," because I was a kid who loved dinosaurs. I'm glad you stood up for dinosaurs back when you were in yeah. Sunday school. Dinosaurs are, they've been othered, um, and they've been turned into a minority, and somebody needs to stand up for them. At least by the Christian community, yeah. which, I mean, there's very few people that aren't othered by Christians, which is the point I was getting at before I got distracted by dinosaurs. <laughs> Basically, again, I grew up in a, in a Christian world where if you were a straight white male, you had all the power in the world. Mm. And so I experienced the most privilege compared to a lot of my friends and a lot of well people around the world. Um, I didn't realize that for a long time before I came to Ambrose. So, I mean, I, I went through deconstruction um, in my second or third year at Ambrose. So that's when I started to be challenged on my long-held Christian beliefs. I mean, even in first year... We had a prof named Derek Gearloff. Mm. Shout out to you, Derek. I know you'll never listen to this, but just in case. Um, he was the first one to really introduce me to different um, forms of spirituality and different understandings of the mm. Old Testament. Um, he was the first to, <laughs> to explain that Genesis probably wasn't literal. Plot twist. And he also, in second year, he was the one I, uh, I learned Christian spirituality from, specifically the Desert Fathers and the ascetics, and even a little bit of the mystics, which really comes into play here later. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then uh, Colin Toffelmeyer is another one of, I think, both of our influences. Inf- yeah, influencers. Yeah, I'd say to a degree. If it's someone who has influenced me, is that an influencer or an influence? A, a social influencer, yeah. Thank you. Um, but yeah, anyway, I would say, yeah, Colin was a big uh, influence. I should say Dr. Colin Toffelmeyer was a big influence on both of us and, um, really deconstructing how we read the Bible and how we, uh, understood specifically the Old Testament. Uh, we both took Bible and pop culture in my third year, which would have been Glendon's second year. Yep. Glendon's currently on his phone right now. (laughs) I'm sending money to my friend who I told I would send him money last night. Um, that's no excuse. Also, you're talking about dinosaurs, so I feel like I changed to talking. <laughs> about... It's not. I mean, it was true, but anyway. Um, yeah, we both took Bible and pop culture, which I think really helped us understand how unhelpful Christian uh, media can be. Um, I mean, I I knew before then, but I feel like I learned more in that. And I'll, yeah. I'll probably t- touch on that, especially in regards to stuff like the Noah movie, which. Oh yeah. Um, had just kind of been brushed aside as like this is bad because it's not accurate, and then it's like nothing's accurate. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a good movie. It is, yeah. I know. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, even shows like The Handmaid's Tale or whatnot, mm. which I never would have touched on mm. if it wasn't for that class. Um, and then I also took Jeremiah and wisdom oh. literature with Dr. Colin Toffelmeyer. I took those classes, and uh, it really kind of enlightened my way of. Uh, of reading books in the Bible that I genuinely hadn't really considered that deeply before. Mm-hmm. Like Jeremiah, I mean, who reads Jeremiah? I read Jeremiah. I mean, even just looking at the ways that uh, the Old Testament was fairly um, progressive by our standards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, the way that the widowed and the the immigrant were treated and accepted mm-hmm. and even accommodated, I would say, um, is fairly... I don't know, substantial compared to our culture where America is trying to build walls and send out anybody who isn't a 
straight white male. I mean, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but again, um, it just brought to light a lot of a lot of things that I hadn't considered, mm-hmm. and then it became a mystic. Yeah, you can thank Lacan for that, <laughs> and also. Uh, I took a class called Spaces of the Heart, which you can thank for that too. Also, also, um, Owen Barfield. Mm, yep, and, my hero. And Charles Williams. Charles Williams was not really a mystic, but his book he Descend has into m- Hell mystical aspects. Yeah. I mean, Descend into Hell is all about literally bearing each other's burdens. Yeah. So, um, that's a reference you'll only get if you grew up in a Christian culture. Um, but yeah, no Barfield. I mean, even poets like wordsworth coleridge that's fair mary oliver um even bliss carmen who i'm sure like all of two people have heard of are listening to this i don't think i've heard of bliss carmen so um uh early or i should say late um 19th century poet mm. um heavily influenced by emerson and uh and transcendentalist poetry mm. so his poet it's not like the most original poetry but it's fantastic i highly encourage you to read it um, all you listeners, Sarah Joy. <laughs> yeah, Sarah Joy. <laughs> well, that's the end of that, boys and girls, and those who identify as needed. All right, I dropped my mic. It's fine. We can cut that. There's a space. <gasps> I I might keep that. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. So the whole point of that was just to say that I've gone through quite a quite a deconstruction and reconstruction at this point and Mm. maybe future episodes will go deeper into that yeah um but just to give you an introduction from where this is coming from so i like to view things in their wholeness Um, oneness oneness yes i know that's (laughs) a running joke amongst english majors that i always talk about oneness it's because he does and it's true um but yeah so i like uh i view things from not or at least i try to view things from a non-dual perspective um which is oneness Mm -hmm. um but it's incredibly difficult that's kind of what i wanted to set out to do with this podcast is to see things in their wholeness Mm -hmm. um so that doesn't mean we're always going to be talking in non-dualities and that we're never going to breach into into binaries because i'm sure we will probably i mean it's kind of impossible to talk to use a language without yeah um, broaching on binaries is broaching the right word? It's it's a word. Breaching, yeah, maybe. Breaching on by yeah, okay. We'll that that should be that should be the I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to the list. Okay. Breaching on binaries. Breaching on binaries is pretty good actually. So that's that's where I'm coming from. I don't know if Glendon wants to give any kind of sure. additional personal life stories. Uh, no, nobody's allowed to know who I am. I didn't prepare anything, but I, I had I had a neither couple. Neither did I. I oh, t- totally yikes. was winging that. You're like, hey, dinosaurs. Um, I I have a couple vague things that I. But yeah, um, I grew up similarly in like fairly. I I would say a standard like Christian household. Um, son of a pastor. And I don't think it's interesting. Like I don't think I they intended to be very like staunch conservative with their beliefs. Because like I, I've gone and approached them with stuff after coming to university, and they've been like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I never heard that. What are you talking about?" Um, but I, I think it's just like part of the culture of like Western Christianity that you just grow up and you assume things. Mm. Um, like I know we never had any aspect of like women shouldn't be in leadership. That was always like kind of a, an active conversation where it's like, hey, this is a thing that some people believe. Um, but like, I, I distinctly remember my dad sitting down at one point with Second Timothy and just like tearing it to shreds until he had an answer he was satisfied with. Hmm. Um, and so I, I feel like I had a fairly open household and yet still like in, I mean, Southern Manitoba, just very like Mennonite culture, very hmm. like conservative and everything. And so there were definitely more conservative ideas that I grew up with and was just surrounded with, um, especially like camp and stuff, which I was very definitely a big part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but shortly before coming to Ambrose, I would say one of the things that was really transformative for me, I was, I was always someone who was like fairly deep into scripture. I like read it to co- like cover to cover a couple of times as a kid. I don't know how I Jeez. did that. Yeah. 
Um, I had like a really cool pastor who encouraged that. I don't know how I did that, but um, I I remember the summer I graduated from high school. I took a year off of high school, and that kind of year. I went back because I spent a lot of the time in the New Testament, just like reading, mm. you know, gospels and epistles back and forth. Cause I was like, this is basic stuff. And for the first time after graduating high school, I went back to like the histories. Um, mm. So I, went, I, I think I started from first Samuel and then I read through like well into the prophets and just kept reading and just being surprised by how much I saw on there that I had just counted as New Testament truth. Mm. How much, especially um, I remember distinctly at like, the first chapter of Isaiah reading about like love and refinement and how much I saw where people saw like this distinction between old and new Testament God, where, like God of the old Testament is just angry justice. How much of that justice I just saw like love and God's like actual like desire for his people through it. And so that was really transformative for me because I started to realize, Hey, like this old Testament stuff is super dope actually. And I want to look more into it. And the preceding year, I I guess I didn't introduce myself at all. I'm, I'm Glendon. I am in my fourth year as an English student at Ambrose University uh, with, like, an unclaimed minor in Christian studies. Um, and, yeah, similar to Noah, a lot of just kind of revelations about, for me, just the depth of Scripture and how much is actually there that people don't really talk about. Um and yeah, so that was really cool because I got to see like more sides of scripture, uh, more of like an intellectual, almost like artistic approach to scripture where I know like Nikayla Reese especially, and I think Colin as well, it was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is like, there are immaculate like narrative works at play here. This isn't just some book that descended from heaven. It's mm-hmm. like actually a, an intricate piece of work and art. It's a literature. It's literature. And like there's faith within the literature, but just as an English student, that excited me and mm-hmm, that gave me mm-hmm. a whole new level of appreciation for it because no longer was this some stodgy religious book. It's actually something intrinsically artistic and that's super cool to me. Yeah, and I feel like one of the the most, uh, I don't know, transformative ways of reading the scripture that I've uh, experienced at Ambrose has been the inclusivity mm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um Christ includes all, mm. and I mean that both from a, a, a material point of view and from a um, a welcoming point of view to human beings. And um, that's actually I I do want to uh, point out that I feel like Nikayla for me has mm. broadened my way of mm. of viewing that. Um, I've been attending. Yeah, she's a she's recently become the uh, lead pastor at a church in Calgary. And um, I've been attending. The mission, I would say, of the church mm-hmm. is to welcome everyone to the table, mm-hmm. um, to welcome everyone to communion, um, mm-hmm. because that's what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of well, that's one of the big um, influences in my deconstruction and in mm-hmm. my reconstruction. Mm-hmm. So that that brings me to a point that I wanted to to come to you. So just wrapping up for me, um, yeah. So like through that, through faith stuff was really cool, and then through my English classes. I, I think I found something similar to Noah in just the the variety of viewpoints and perspectives. I, I learned a lot more about just other people mm. and like feminism and all these different things that I just, I, I wouldn't say like I cast aside as much as I just never really had an interest in until I started to actually study it and hear it out. And that brings me to what I, I think is one of the major distinctions between us which is hopefully just helpful for the viewer. And correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel like one of our biggest distinctions is you, like we're both people who kind of grew up in the church. I would say you're someone who's more rejected. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say like, um, I don't want, I don't want to paint myself as someone who's been outright rejected by the church, but I, I would say like I've less ex- rejected by the church and more rejected the structure that you grew up yes in. i would say i've experienced um uh it's i don't want to make myself seem like i've been marginalized because i really haven't i'm still a straight white male and i would have been welcome mm-hmm. in any environment mm-hmm. but um i've experienced maybe hurt at the hands of the church mm-hmm. and at the hands of ch- church teachings mm-hmm. which have 
influenced my um my path from from then on and i have i would say i've rejected more of the church than than glendon has yeah and that's that's the point that i want to make not that you have been rejected but yeah. that just you you have kind of set aside a lot of those things partly because of your past mm-hmm. whereas i think i've sought more to like redeem it mm-hmm. and more to seek a middle ground between the two extremes which sounds a lot like what noah said about wholeness but is also different yeah i would i don't i don't know how i would even distinguish between the two yeah i guess i'm coming from from the lens of a of a mystic mm-hmm. so wholeness of everything mm-hmm. you have you have a more universalistic theology yeah, yeah. Than oh, I do. Yeah, Whereas I'm, I'm still very grounded in liturgy. I guess liturgy, tr- not necessarily tradition, but like I do like a sense of structure to things, and I I think there's still value in some structures, even if some structures need to be redeemed, mm-hmm. and then yeah. some structures need to be thrown out because they're stupid. <laughs> I feel like what might be helpful here is for each of us maybe to name um, three of our major influences, like right. Christian influences. Right. I'm talking, and I'm not talking like direct like professors, but more like um, authors or mm-hmm. pastors or um, teachers. But to try to stay away from Ambrose and more things that people could read if they wanted to access. Read Colin Toffelmeyer and Gordon T. Smith. <laughs> Oh boy. And whenever Nikayla Reeds puts out a book. Oh, and she will, I guarantee it. And um Reed Goosen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually, yeah, we could give a shout out to Professor Goosen's book. Oh yeah. I don't remember what it was though. No, it it, it, it exists. It exists. And go and buy it. But anyway, like for me personally, I mean Rob Bell is the reason I'm probably still a Christian at mm. this point. Um, if I hadn't encountered Rob Bell in my fourth year, there's a good chance I probably would have abandoned all of it. Fair. Um, his ways of of uh, of re I don't know re reteaching Christian scriptures in a way that's more inclusive and more mm. um, scholarly, mm. but in a way that's also accessible mm-hmm. to the average person. Um, I found that enlightening. And then Richard Rohr has been easily my my biggest influence in the last. Oh, six, eight months. I mean, I've been listening to his podcast. I've read the Universal Universal Christ. I've read um, Falling Upward. I just bought his book, Just This, which for me uh, it touches on exactly what what I want to, um, how I want to live, I guess. Um, but Richard Rohr, he's just the wisdom of 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 age, really hmm. personified, is how I would describe Richard Rohr, and he's just. Uh, I don't know if I've ever listened or read someone so um, powerful, but so loving mm. at the same time, and and so humble. Mm. I don't. I, again, like he's just easily like if I were to pick someone to look up to or someone I would consider, Kanye West. No, <laughs> no, I <laughs> <laughs> killed the vibe. Um, but no, yeah, Richard Rohr is just a huge influence. And then the last for me, the third one would be Michael Gungor. Mm. from uh the liturgists or from the band gungor if yeah. you're familiar um he i mean he's he wouldn't identify as a christian anymore but he his um uh, his way of viewing the world has distinctly influenced me hmm. and uh the buddhist um ideologies and the even i think hindu and, and taoist ideologies that he's adopted I've I've found to be extremely helpful and I have adopted in my own life into how to be more present and to view the world as 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 just this as what it is um mm. instead of focusing so much on what's not or what I want it to be um and to accept what is is to well find peace mm. um at least that's the buddhist belief and I think you could even find that in a little bit of Samuel Johnson and Rasselas, um and even in ecclesiastes if we want to delve into that um but 
yeah, so that's Michael Gungor, even just his experience of being outcast from the church and finding his own his own way has been highly influential mm-hmm. for me. And I mean, there's numerous others I could name here. I feel bad for naming like pretty much three straight white men. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I could point out uh, Sarah Bessie, Rachel Held Evans, um, Nadia Boltz Weber, um, amongst numerous others, Jeff Chu, so many people that have influenced me at this point. But uh, it would be unfair for me to go in depth on each of them. Uh, if Clendon wants to jump in and say anything he's been reading or I don't know I'm I'm significantly less read than you are um <laughs> that's uh I feel like you're being too humble because I don't read that much I don't read enough um trying to think of three I would say the three that jumped to mind uh, I haven't read very much of him but just what I have read from Henry Nowen mm, is always like yes. really impactful and I'm like yes this is so good um so that's good henry Nowen is just very simple and honest and straightforward but deep he mm. he's he's the modern herbert he's the modern george herbert wow that's a bold claim or, am i wrong i don't know enough about george herbert okay. to be able to okay comment um but yeah so i, w- I would say like henry Nowen is really good i've been reading thomas merton's autobiography mm, merton yeah and that's been really good it's just a very like it's interesting because he's, he's definitely very like catholic and very anti-protestantism um but he has a very like aesthetic approach to to faith mm-hmm. and and to beauty and and that's a lot of what kind of draws him back to christ is is beauty and aesthetic and just mm. the 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 beauty of creation and stuff and so that's really cool and just like the beauty of literature um yeah and then can i just say like the inklings broadly yeah oh absolutely yeah um because it it seems almost improper to just put a pin on one specifically um but just as a whole they they inform so much of like what i want to do with my writing Mm -hmm. and what i want to do like with my faith is is to to look at like high themes of of faith but tackle them in a way that is not discriminatory and not mm. exclusive to like people outside of the church, i.e. God's not dead, where, hey, if you're atheist, you're bad and stupid. Like that's I don't think that's helpful. I don't think that's constructive. Mm-hmm. Um so those are those are the three that I would highlight. Mm. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Um I feel like you highlighted um something important when you mentioned beauty mm. and and the importance of it. I, again, when we're talking about the transcendentals, that's beauty, truth, and goodness. And mm. you can't have one without the other two. Mm. Um, and Brian Zond, uh, he's a another kind of... He wouldn't call himself progressive, but he's a, an, a more inclusive pastor in the States who's written a book called Beauty Will Save the World. Mm. And uh, it touches exactly on that subject yeah. um, and the importance of it. So I basically just wanted to affirm what you said. <laughs> So that's us. Should we get into podcast names? Yeah, okay. So as you've probably figured out by now, we actually haven't named the podcast. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure 90% of what we said has just been completely made up on the spot. That Most of what we said has been made up on the spot. That's what a good podcast should be, obviously. Yeah, I feel like this is... Yeah, I agree. Um, and by the way, those lights I was talking about, they're called the Marfa lights. If anybody wants to do research and find out if they're actually pterosaurs, please. Science needs answers. This is a point where I probably put some nice fancy music that I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. That's actually what I'm going to use now. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Please um, use that. <laughs> so that'll bridge, uh, that bridged us to the uh, next section, which will be the podcast names. <laughs> we each created a list. Um, I think one of us did more work than the other. I actually don't know who you're talking about in this instance. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out pretty <laughs> quick, though. Um, Are you going to go first? Yeah, let's just, we'll each do one name, and then we'll talk about it, and... Oh. And we don't have to do... How about, how about you go first, and then I'll go. Okay. Um, so I was thinking something along the lines of, like, 2020 vision, or, like, 3040 vision. So, let me explain. Okay. 
I think um, you have a lot more depth of insight in your names than I do. So I was thinking because this podcast is all about seeing things differently, right? Okay. It's about renewing our way of of um, seeing the world of uh, our vision. So 2020 vision mm. is like perfect vision, but that podcast already exists. So I'm like, what if we named it something that's imperfect? Because the whole point Ooh. of seeing the world differently is that we accept our imperfections as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all part of it. So something like 3040 vision, which is definitely not perfect vision. I like that. Is kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it it summarizes what we're trying to do here. It also represents how skewed our perspective is because we're two white dudes. Yeah, also, yeah, I should highlight that. This is two white guys trying to talk about issues of... Well, I'm sure we're going to talk about everything from racialization to decolonization to feminism, um, specifically in relationship to the church or to religion. Mm. Um, and I don't want it to be exclusively a, a Christian podcast. Ooh. I think that's it's, it's something that I, I want it to be open to people who are interested in other uh, elements of spirituality as well. Mm. But having said that, we are both coming from a Christian perspective. Yes. And most of our guests, though not all, will probably be coming from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like it to be more... I don't want this to be like, you click on this and you're like, oh, it's a Christian podcast. I, I'd like it to be more, um, I don't know, a little bit more open. Interesting. But we'll see We'll see what happens with that. I mean, I know that's a problem the liturgists have been having, so... <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, so that's why that's my explanation for, okay. for that name. Are you going to keep going? Oh, you want me to do all my names? I want you to do all of yours because I don't have as much thought behind mine, and I'm just kind of kind of like rattle off a list, essentially. I was thinking something like the contemplatives. Okay, that's good. I, it might be still taken already, though. Probably. That, that one's a little bit... So, for those of you that don't know, contemplation is literally reordering your site. It's to see things um, through a different lens. Um, if you go back to the Latin root contemplatio, mm-hmm. I think, I believe... Um, it literally means to see different differently. Yeah. At least something I, like that. Yeah. So that it, it makes sense. And contemplation is again the act of reordering your, mm-hmm. your site. So um I feel like that's man, it's pretty self explanatory. Yeah, that's good. Um <laughs> so uh, unitas. <laughs> so it's like unity but with an AS on it. Nope. Um I'm pretty sure it's Latin. You th- <laughs> fake Latin? No, I'm pretty sure it's legitimate Latin. I just okay. don't remember if it is. And now I'm going to ask Glendon to look up the Latin word for seeing. I'm not, should I just go to Google Translate? No, maybe. I don't remember. Latin word for seeing. This is going to be, um. this is it. Nope. Nope. That's, nope. <laughs> nope. Incorrect. Wrong. <laughs> Bad. So, for those of you that can't currently access the internet, nope. the Latin word for seeing is cum. Nope. Which, you know, it's like uh, various honor societies or whatever would be like magna cum laude. Okay. Magna cum um, laude. Exactly. I pronounced that wrong. But <laughs> it's spelled like cum. And it has a How very... proud are you of that? Is that where you're going to let this podcast become? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the one who says something controversial and gets kicked off the internet. Um, I'm so proud because I just, I just Googled Latin for seeing. And when I saw that, I, I, was, I knew it had to be in the podcast. So that's the name, by the way. <laughs> Coom. Nope. Nope. Um, okay, so those are the four I had written down. Those are your four? Okay. Um, but I mean... Off the top of my head, I was thinking something like, and we talked about this briefly a couple mm-hmm. days ago, something about going into the gray or into the, like the uh, right. the gray areas. Right. I don't know exactly how that would work because I know there are podcasts called In the Gray or mm. something like that. Um, but I, it's something, and also I feel like that'd also be kind of breaching on William Matthews' song, which is literally like Into the Gray, I think. Gray Havens. So I don't don't want to completely steal other people's ideas but or like walking oh. walking through the grayness walking f- wait what nothing good pun thanks dead so let's talk about joker <laughs> we'll get there 
Uh, so should I go through my list now? Yeah, go for it. So I have a few that are selected okay. that I'll emphasize that I think are genuinely good, and then I have a few that aren't. So my first one is guys in chairs. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're not. We're currently not sitting in chairs. Could also be guys on the couch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that has connotations that are inappropriate. Okay. Um, podcast head. Okay. Halle hallucinating. Actually, that one's kind of great. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Hallucinating. Any, any, anything that you're like, yes, I'm going to emphasize. Um, <laughs> concision and precision. It's just from something Darren Dick said on the first day. Oh, my God. That people need to be clear and precise. Oh, no, it should be clarity and precision. Clarity and precision. Okay, yeah. I have placeholder name. Perfect. Yeah. Um, two shades of gray. I don't hate... I, okay, I'm not... We should probably give credit for who actually came that up Sarah? with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sarah. Um, that's actually a pretty good name, I'm not going to lie. Okay. Yeah, I have that one emphasized. Um, two white dudes and guests. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna say two white guys. Um, white men whinging. What? White men whinging. Okay, I mean... No. Blue eyes, white privilege. Okay, that's borderline. <laughs> um... This one, this one, like, Houston, we are the problem. <laughs> what if it was, like, two white guys, colon, Houston, we are the problem. I love that. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'm going to emphasize this even more. Uh, that's not bad. I, um, I like the centrist and the prophet. I mean, that's pretty legit. Oh, yeah. You should probably elaborate on the reasoning for that. Yeah, okay, so... um. I'm I, Noah sees himself as more as a prophet. There's Sarah, Sarah Joy was talking about like the roles of priest and prophet, which I think would also be good. I feel like I'm less priest. I'm a little priest. I'm more priest than you are. Yeah. Oh, you're definitely more priest than I am. I don't even know if I'd consider myself a prophet so much. I mean, essentially, essentially, the idea is like in, in contemporary society, the priest is the person who builds up and encourages the church, whereas the prophet is the one who challenges and like deconstructs mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. And so, which like, is true. I mean, that's yeah. fairly accurate. So yeah, like priest and the prophet, or the centrist and the prophet, are both valid. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a good it's a good name, but it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Glendon and Noah versus the church. <laughs> Isn't that like? Did you take that off like the Chuck versus? Oh, I was thinking Scott Pilgrim, but that also works. Oh, true. Yeah, I just know on the TV show Chuck, every episode yeah. is Chuck versus blank. Oh yeah, I like. Tucker and Dale versus evil. Yeah. Or, um, oh, I love this one. Panic in the Western Christianity. <laughs> panic in the Western Christianity. I don't know if that's grammatically correct. But... It's like panic in the disco. <laughs> panic in the Western Christianity. Okay. Yes. Like my chemical romance. Yeah. Okay. I um, like pop punk. So yeah. let's do it. Frankly harmful. That's a good pun. It is a great I pun. I like it. I don't know if it works. Um, it fits with your blog, which you should probably give a shout out to. I, I uh, shout out to my blog, frankly speaking, um, which everyone should read. I have Glenn Noah, which I don't no. like. Nope. Um, Breaching on binaries, which we talked about. Mm. I still I, that's a catchy title. It is. I'm not lie. It is catchy. Um, the two thousands Christian rock playlist. <laughs> oh yeah, that reminded me. Reliant Yay. Ooh, ooh! I was trying to find a Reliant K pun. I have undecent talk. Oh my goodness! Yes. Um, audio ambrosia. <laughs> okay, context. Ambrosia is Ambrose's literary like magazine, of which Glendon is a part of the publishing team. Um, I submitted a poem. Yeah, you did, and, and you got accepted. Yes, and I'm pretty sure they may not have accepted the revision that I sent in after the fact, but I'm making sure that's coming through. Anyway, anyway. whole point is that. That would mean we're the the audio version of Ambrosia, which I mean... It just sounded good. Also, it vaguely reminded me of Audio Adrenaline. Oh, good lord. Okay, um, this is all just going to be early Christian pop punk fans. The Kanye West fan cast. Yep. <laughs> Big fans of Kanye. <laughs> um, okay, now, now we get into, like, Inklings references. Um, the Substituted Love podcast. Oh, good lord. Okay, to elaborate on that... <laughs> Charles Williams wrote a book called Descent into Hell, in which he basically, it's all rooted around the doctrine of substituted love, which 
off the top of my head. I don't even know if I could explain that. Basically, it's the idea that, like, we can, like, physically bear each other's burdens. And, yeah, it's super complex. And, like, love brings us towards God. I mean, I, I love that part of it. Yeah. Um, I just call us the love cast. The love cast. <laughs> hey, you were, you started this with, like, asking for hot singles, so. True. I um, did. I forgot. Final participation with Glendon and Noah. Okay, once again, this is an <laughs> Owen Barfield reference. So Barfield had this, um, I don't even know what I'd call it, an ideology, a, a doctrine? Yeah. Um, basically, how he understood the world was that we all came from oneness, mm-hmm. and we all returned to oneness. Yeah. But so it, it's original participation and final participation are different, basically. Yeah. Basically, we start united, and then sin or whatever enters the world, and we... we, we we are separated from oneness. But it, the question is, and, and this is something even I've been questioning, mm. is sin wrong then? Or yes. is it essential? Well, I mean, that's the, the what is it? What, the fortunate fall? Fortunate fall. I was thinking fatal. That, like, that's not see, that, I don't like the fortunate fall because it makes it seem like, I, I, don't, I don't know, I was going to say something along the lines. Anyway, the, yeah. the, the idea of final participation is like a return to oneness and a return to yes. fullness. Um, Which I do, I mean, yeah. It's not a terrible title, but The New Inklings? No. No. The Patricide Podcast. We're killing fathers? I, I came up with that when I was I was going through a Modern Lit stuff and reading about, like, death of, or law of the father. And so, the like, the Patricide Podcast is us destroying the law of the father. I mean, I like it, but that could also be easily misconstrued. Very much. The sign and the signifier. Do you like that? That's catchy as okay, heck, actually. I'm going to emphasize that. Oh, uh, for those who don't understand, <laughs> um, that's from a, 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 I don't know, was he a philosopher? A well, theorist. Like, sign and signifier is from, like, basic, basic literary theory. criticism. Um, but also made popular by Jacques Lacan. It could also be pronounced Lacan, but that sounds wrong to me. I don't know if it's specifically Lacanian, though. No, but he he very much took it took it as as his own. Okay, that's fair. Um, and it basically refers to so the sign is like signifier over signified, or the other way around. Yeah, something like that. Basically, the signifier is like a letter, and then the signified is the meaning that the the signifier mm-hmm. is referring to, and put them together and you get sign. But obviously, the signifier doesn't actually have a direct connection to the signified yeah so sign in the signifier i like a little bit the meaning effect i feel like that's close too close to ambrose's the faith effect oh yeah that's a thing yeah okay i mean it's kind of good though i like this one i don't think we can use it but i like it castration anxiety does that exist that's amazing because that's that's a part of um Irrigary's whole thesis. Can I just point out that to anyone who's never read any literary theory, this is all going to make zero sense. I love this one's all right. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Mm. Gestalt theology. Remind me what gestalt means and for the viewers. Yeah, so gestalt Listen. is essentially the idea of looking not at the parts, but at the whole. And so gestalt theology, I feel I like. I like gestalt. I don't know if I want to call something specifically theology. That's I don't fair. think we're only going to talk about theology. That's fair. And yeah, we'll, we'll get it more. In, in, How many into names that. do you have? I have Jeez. a lot. I, I spent a lot of time working on this. The Oneness with Glendon and Noah. Okay, that's basically what I had. Yeah. Experiencing the Oneness. Stepping into the Oneness. Uh, I don't know if we should call anything Oneness. Okay. But I, I, it's, it's good. I have Unothering. Hmm. I think yeah. it's deothering, but deothering, finding our faces. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that. I, okay, oh. reference again, referring to C.S. Lewis's, uh, probably one of his greatest novels. I would say to, he, he would he would have said he so. would have said, and our professor Darren Dick would say so as well. Yeah, it's, um, I would say so. Uh, it's uh, till we have faces, which is um, fantastic book. You should yeah. read it. Did you read it? <sighs> Yeah, maybe. Um, I actually really like this one. I don't think we'll use it, but speech acts. 
<laughs> Wait, say that one more time. Speech acts. <laughs> like, kind of sounds like you're saying speech ass. Okay, I'm saying act, act, acts. I don't know. I can't. <gasps> the T is hard to say, and it's we- coming out weird. So it sounds like you're saying <laughs> speech ass. What about okay? Anyway, you know what I mean. Though. Yeah, speech acts. I see. I can't even say. Yeah. Anything. Um. That's apparently that's a hard name to say. Apparently, but I know what you're referring to Lord of the Rings. I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings and like the Inklings as a whole, and the idea of like bringing things into existence okay. through speech and power yeah. through speech, which is I think interesting for a podcast name. I don't think anyone is going to. No, it's not that's, catchy. It's not bad though. It's not bad. Um, I have "Give It to Me, John Struther." Okay, that's a quote from "Descend into Hell," <laughs> taken out of context. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, Glendon and Noah dab on the church. Um, yes, I think that's it. Th- that has to be it. I love one. it. Um, the last Jedi stands, or last Jedi fan cast, whichever we want. Um, no, no. I, I still like Glenda and Noah Dab on the church. I think that's a winner. <laughs> then our, our uh, icon or whatever, like the picture for the podcast, will have to be that picture of you dabbing. Yes. Um, 50 reasons why Joker sucks. Oh, no. Getting controversial. 50 reasons why the church sucks. Oh, boy. 50 reasons why Noah thinks other things suck. <laughs> uh, I like it. Oh, speaking of controversial, was Lewis a sexist, the podcast? Uh, nope, don't want to lose more friendships over that one. Um, bottom barrel. I mean, that's we're literally scraping that right now. Um, by the way, C.S. Lewis was probably sexist early in his career. That's a good. That's a good clarification. That's fair. I'm not gonna say he was just absolutely sexist, yeah. but he definitely had influences. So. Is Marvel Cinema the podcast? I mean, to be fair, Martin Scorsese did clarify his comments. That's fair. I also have. Scorsese recommends. <laughs> I don't think he'd recommend this. Um, politics and pop culture. Uh, I mean, which that is probably exists. Already. Which is just the name of the article that I wrote. That's going to be in Ambrosia. Oh, I didn't know oh, about that. I forgot about this one. I like this one. The Pastiche Podcast. Remind our listeners of what pastiche is. Pastiche, from from what I understand it at least, is basically like. A variety of different elements of culture and society thrown into a blender and mixed together with like i think a mild degree of parody but pastiche cast pastiche cast i like that let me see if that exists i'm gonna, I'm gonna emphasize that uh, and then i have a bunch that are like randomly generated by information that i put in pastiche podcast exists but pastiche cast doesn't i feel like that's too derivative and we'll get uh sued no one's going to listen to us to get us sued. So I have a bunch of generated ones. Oh my um, goodness. The Glendon and Noah experience. <laughs> no. Time out with Glendon and Noah. I mean, kind of, yeah. I don't of. even know what this would mean. The Glenn and Noah taco? Uh, <laughs> nope. Glenn and Noah save the world? I mean, I don't think that's what we're going to be doing. The Glenn and Noah scoop or the Glenn and Noah take? That sounds, uh, again, some weird connotations you know, with that one. I had I had faith in there as like something we'd maybe talk about, and so... My favorite faith. That sounds like we're talking about people named Faith, and one of us is a favorite. <laughs> the Faith Burrito. <laughs> okay. This Faith Show. Can I ask why burritos and tacos and Mexican food know. keep coming up? <laughs> no country for faith. Oh my goodness. Which is dark and apt. Okay. Modern Faith by Glendon and Noah. I mean... I eh. enjoy I enjoy this one. What the faith? Uh, Not your normal faith. Um, and then it gets totally, totally out of whack. The faith can for the bourgeoisie. 
<laughs> Wait, what? I don't know what that means. Okay. The faith can for the bourgeoisie. Um, I had I had Ambrosen as a location, and this was just a, a good coincidence because it asked me to come up with a, a, an animal, and I was thinking Narnia, so I wrote lion, mm-hmm. and so it came up with rubbish Ambrose lion. <laughs> uh, context: <laughs> the Ambrose sports teams are called the Lions. And then edgy lion dream. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Thirty odd lion. Yeah, it's kind of catchy. And then this is the best one. This love is faith, but it's edgy. What? This love is faith, but it's edgy. Wow. Is that all your names? Those are all my names. That was uh, that was a lot of names. So I think the best ones out of there are definitely... You liked Hallelucinating, which surprised me. Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of catchy. Hallelucinating. Um, Houston, we are the problem. <laughs> the White Guys podcast. The White Guys podcast. Maybe the centrist and the prophet. Mm-hmm. I still like Panic in the Western Christianity. <laughs> I'm... Maybe. Um, Breaching on Binaries. I still... That's a good name. That's a good one. Sign and Signifier was a good one. Mm-hmm. Castration Anxiety. I like speech acts, but I don't. I don't think we can use it. I mean, breaching. Would you say breaching on binaries? Breaching on binaries, broaching on binary. Yeah. Like, breaching literally means to make a gap in or to break through. Yeah, that's good. So like breaking through binaries. Yeah, that's good. I I kind of I kind of like that yeah. one. Glendon and Noah dab on the church. Yeah, it's uh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Can be breaching and breaching on binaries. Glendon and Noah dab on the church. <sighs> Okay, so I feel like that's amazing. Like that actually, like in my head, and when I picture it, that's like perfect. the The issue I see is that dabbing is gonna only be culturally relevant. I don't care. For home. Uh, I mean, it, we could eventually just call it breaching on binaries. Yeah, but I kind of like that sub <laughs> sub. What would that be? The subtitle. Subtitle: Breaching on binaries. Going to know a dab on the church. Oh or or two white men. Houston, we are the problem. That's pretty good too. <laughs> Um, and then from the ones that I mentioned, thirty forty vision or the contemplatives. Oh, those are both like much better titles, but they don't give me as much joy. Uh, I mean, I feel like we've got to narrow it down here. I mean, we're almost at an hour, and we don't want this to go over an hour. No, nobody wants us to go over an hour. Uh, but we have to end this podcast with a name. I've got two. Let's let's narrow down between thirty forty vision and the contemplatives. Okay, pick one. I don't see if it is already taken. Between those, I think the contemplatives is more interesting. Weirdly enough, I don't think the contemplatives exist. Interesting. The only concern I have is that it's very similar in name to the liturgist. That is fair. That is the problem. Um, Houston, we are the problem. Yeah. I don't hate, like, I like the name, though. I think 3040 Vision is an interesting name. I feel like it's not very indicative. Let me see if it exists. Probably doesn't. I'd be okay, weirdly enough, 4040 vision exists, but not 3040 vision. I... Okay, name the rest. Um, that we liked. Yeah. So, okay. Sign in the signifier. Yep. Um, two white dudes, Houston, we are the problem. I don't think that's going to exist. Um, breaching on binaries. Hold on, that one I need to check. Breaching on bi- or what was the subtitle that we gave for that one? Glendon and Noah Tap on the church. Oh, I'm still switching the first one. Okay, sorry. I'll, I'll let you go. Okay, so the two white dudes, Houston. Okay, there is a podcast called Houston We Have a Podcast. Houston We Have a Podcast yeah. is amazing. That's a good name. Um. Also, Houston We Have a Problem podcast. Okay. Um, But this is different enough. This is Houston We Are the Problem. Yeah. And two white... Yeah, it, that, that one would work. Um, okay. You said... Breaching on binaries. Breaching... And then, like, Glennon and Noah dab on the church. But just look up Breaching on Binaries, because that's the important part. Um, Breaching on Binaries podcast. Does it exist? Ooh, someone has a podcast called Breaking Binaries. Oh. That's really similar. Yeah, that might be too close. I don't think we'll be able to do that. Hallelucinating? Hallelucinating podcast. I don't think that's going to exist. I don't know if that means anything. I just like it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Nope, doesn't exist. So, um, we should put it to a fan vote. 
what for Sarah Joy to put her <laughs> yeah, opinion which, in? Which, whichever one Sarah Joy likes the most. The thing is, though, we literally need it like right now at the end of this podcast. You find out next week. I guess, but I kind of have to put this podcast up under a name. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, just placeholder name. No. Okay. What? Okay. What are we down to? I I don't even know. Um, hallucinating. Yes. Houston, we are the problem. Yep. Sign in the signifier. Yep. I'm sad we can't use Glenda and Noah Dab on the church. Or we could use sign in the signifier, Glenda and Noah Dab on the church. Uh, I feel like those are so different, though. They're breaching, so different. Breaching binaries makes sense because... Yeah. <sighs> sign in the signifier is interesting. I don't know if it means anything. It just sounds good. Yeah, the sign in the signifier sounds good, but what does that mean? Yeah, I don't I don't know. But that means we're left with hallucinating <laughs> or Houston, we have a problem. I still like two white dudes, Houston, we have a problem. We are the problem. We, Houston, we are the problem. Mm. Are you comfortable naming your podcast that? That's uh, My concern is that we might turn people off. But oh. I don't know. Eh, if they're turned off by that. Who are we turning off in that name? White conservatives. We might be. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Two white dudes. But okay. One, one issue I'd have with that. Is it literally limits us to being the two hosts? Well, we could also have guests. They just, we are the consistent people. We are the problem, and we can bring in solutions. What if we have a consistent guest, though, who ends up being on every week? Then it's an artifact title, and that's fine. I mean, as we just we call it Houston, we are the problem. Houston, we are the problem. Um, let's just make sure that doesn't exist, actually. I feel like we can still do... How how popular is breaking binaries? Not very popular. I, don't I feel think. like we can still do breach. I think breaching on binaries is the best one that we have. I agree. And I think we should do that regardless. And I think it should still be breaching on binaries, climbing and Noah dab on the church. I will say Houston, we are a problem, or we are the problem, does not exist. That's true. Um, I breaking by. Bi- I've got to make sure that I don't want to breach on <laughs> on this guy's podcast. Because it exists. Are you kidding? What? You want to know when this podcast originated? When? July 15th of this year. Really? We were that close. Wow, this guy actually has legitimate guests. Oh, wow. PhD candidates. I mean, we could have PhDs. Oh, this guy's actually... I'm going to give a shout out. I don't know how to pronounce your name, though. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't want to butcher your name. Yeah. But... Um, to the, I don't even know if you're a he or a she, or maybe you're breaking binaries that way. Whoa. Um, but who, the, to the person who's done breaking binaries of the podcast, it seems like a pretty dope podcast. It actually does. Like your, your guests that you have on and the fact that you're labeling every title, a different binary that you're breaking. Mm-hmm. I love that. I just want to, I just want to point that out, it's a man. Good podcast. I don't want to breach on that. <laughs> no pun intended, but I really Sad. don't. Because breaching breaching binaries is very close to breaking binaries. Breaching the binaries. Unless we, Plus we have a subtitle. What if it was something like... I was going to say deconstructing dualities. That's interesting. But I know there's a deconstructionist podcast. What about... What's another term for breaking down dualities? Because that's also kind of what we're doing. Um, down with duality. <laughs> down with duality. I mean, that's not a very good non-duality way of viewing things, or non-dual way of viewing things. <laughs> Down with the sickness. Um, Down with duality. Does it exist? No. Down with duality is not a bad name. Destroying duality. No. <laughs> it just gets more aggressive the way we talk about it. Um, Hell hallucinating it is. Detoxing duality? 3040 vision. Glendon and Noah dab on the church. Okay, hold on. So we've narrowed it down. Something duality, like down with duality or detoxing from duality. We've got maybe 3040 vision. I feel like I like 3040 vision more than detoxing duality. Okay, then scrap that one. We've got 3040 vision. We've got two white dudes. Houston, we are the problem. <laughs> Which I, I, I kind of love that one. Okay. If um, you're fine with that, I'm fine with that. What's the other option? Um, Hallelucinating. Nah, no, scrap, you know, it's screw it. Sign in the signifier. 
I love the title, but I just don't think it means anything, which yeah. is kind of ironic, I guess. <laughs> I still like This Love is Faith, but it's edgy, which doesn't make any sense. Nope, and not, it's nope. so accurate. Have you read the leaks for the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker? I've seen some. <laughs> uh, I won't spoil it. the Rise of Skywalker podcast? No. Um, okay, so we've, we've basically narrowed it down then to 3040 Vision... Or two white dudes. Two white dudes. Houston, we are the problem. The two white dudes. The two white dudes podcast. That has to exist. Two white dudes on a couch. Houston, we are the problem. That's a long name. Dudes pod. How does that not exist? Two white dudes talk about. Oh yeah, no. Two white guys podcast does exist. Yikes. And two white dudes talk about hip hop as a podcast as well. We're, uh, yeah, that's pretty illuminating, but I, I still love the name, but it's still good. Here's the thing. We're not going to get big. I mean, you're right, but you never know. <laughs> I, I do know though. Why? Don't break all my hopes and dreams. I'm, I need to break down your binary. I don't think it's a binary, but you're breaking my hope for sure. We could just call it Houston. We are the problem. I mean, that's. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But who's the we were referring to? Us. The problem. <laughs> the church. Everything. Okay, I think it's between that or thirty forty vision. Thirty forty vision, Houston. We are the problem. Let me think about that for a second. Okay. Which do you prefer more, thirty forty vision or Houston? We are the problem. I don't know. Those are both good names. We should ask Sarah Joy. I call her up right now. I mean. If she actually answers, I'd be pretty proud. I'm hearing the phone ring. It's actually giving me anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry. No answer. Sad. Well, we have one other person we can call. Oh? <laughs> Who's that? Ethan. Oh, I love <laughs> Do you think that's horrible? Is that mean? That's so mean. I love it. Oh, that's not Ethan. Um, Ethan might be a future guest on the podcast, but he was also originally maybe someone who was going to be a part of the podcast. He's going to feel real upset. This could be funny, actually. This could be so good. Your call has been <sighs> Dang it. I thought he answered, too. Same. What could, he's never doing anything. Right? What could he possibly be busy with right now? I could have tweeted it, I guess. Tweeted it out to all our fans. <laughs> L57 followers. Because your tweets... Follow me, so at Noah traction. Harms. All right, just call someone in from Rez. I'll be back. Oh, boy. I'm just excited for the confusion that's about to ensue. Oh, hi. Hey. What's up? Hello. So, so, so Schubert, I have a question for you. Yeah? Do you want to lean into the mic? Yeah. Sure. Which is a better name, 3040 Vision or Houston, We Are the Problem? Houston, um, 3040 Vision because it has a number. I like that one. Like, what's this name for? It doesn't the- matter. <laughs> for this? Yes. <laughs> um, I like 3040 Vision. Okay. Is that it? Sure. Yep. Okay. A special guest, Schubert Hernando. Hello. I was booked for five minutes, so you have to <laughs> stretch it out. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have today. It's official. I guess we're 30, 40 vision. Our subtitle can still be Houston. We are the problem. Or our subtitle can be Glendon and Noah Dab on the church. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of okay with either of those. 30, 40 vision, Glendon and Noah Dab on the church. But Houston, I don't know. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. But as of right now, we're 30, 40 vision. All right. Over and out. Wow, no, that's not how we're ending the podcast. All right, smell you later. No, we've got to plug all of our Twitter and Instagram. Oh, follow me at Frankly Speaking with like, I think a one instead of an L. Oh my (laughs) god. Follow me at Noah Harms. Follow me, follow us at 3040Vision. Are we going to have a Twitter page? We should probably have checked to see if that exists. (laughs) Oops. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a Twitter page. We'll probably have an Instagram. That's gonna wrap it up. 
thank you all for listening along. We hope you enjoyed, and be sure to follow us for future episodes. All right, good night, and farewell, Seattle. <laughs>